The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axis. Blessed and highly favored. Bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Yes, where Barry and myself get together every week and we talk about everything going on out here in the traffic in this life in these streets. What's happening in these streets, girlfriend? Yeah, stuff that we feel like not only Barry and myself should be saying something about, but we as in everybody should be saying something about. Like those tones, I'm, my, my vocals is getting better. Like Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Man, look at here. <laughs> Shouts out to everybody that uh, continues to listen in and everyone that's continuing to gravitate to say something and you're saying something. And I think we got a lot to say tonight. Episode number 30. Coming at you with the 40. Number 30. What's who's 30? You about to shout to, isn't Evan Steph Curry 30? Steph Curry with the pot? Yeah, I think Curry. Yeah, I guess so. Curry's 30. I guess so. I just, first of all, shout out to all the brothers um, on on the basketball court just getting those millions yeah, Steph with the 201. And then your boy uh, Harden, Harden with, uh, with the 228. 28. Yeah, 228 million. If I was 6'5", and I didn't smoke weed and practice on my left hand and my jump shot, I would have probably not come in this era. I'd have been a little bit further. But I'd be somewhere around the time giving some of this money, man. Yeah, good to uh, to everybody out there who's prospering. If you don't do it with a ball, if you don't do it with a microphone, you may do it with a pen and paper. You may do it on a, on a keyboard, pushing buttons. You may do it with pushing a mop or a broom. Listen, whatever the hell you about to say, I don't know. But check this out. No keyboard's getting that much money. All I have to say. Oh, that's not true. Well, I mean, that's, listen, that's, then, then, uh, what, $228 yeah. million for four years? Yeah, that's Bill Gates with a keyboard. Oh well, that's I'm, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, okay, that's well, that, excuse me. <laughs> <That's, laughs> all them techies. Well, yeah, let's that's talk about <laughs> billions, not yeah, millions. Yeah, all them techies so I, I is, doing it, is doing yeah, the keyboard and mouth. Okay, that, but <laughs> at the same particular time, you know, just before we get into the real show, all that money that these brothers is obtaining—that's a beautiful thing—and blessings on their blessings. But I would hope that because I just left Vegas, right? And we was talking offline, and it's crazy to me. That all that at casino, all of that that work that's out there in Vegas, black hands have nothing to do with it except that one thing, and that's entertainment. So when I hear these brothers making all of this money, and of course they got to uh, pay a few individuals out, you know, they got their living expenses, and there's certain monies that will come out, right? But these are guaranteed contracts. I just don't know why not more of these brothers could sit there and look at each other and be like, yo. This is what we should do. I see a lot of individual things and probably things that happen with their team, but I don't see many brothers collaborating on some real power structure industries. We're not talking about strip clubs. I'm going in Vegas and I'm thinking like, well, Floyd Mayweather is a man when it comes to fight night, but he ain't got no casino. So it's kind of like that power structure. Sometimes I just wish that these guys... To, the, to eventually let us know what is the real truth of why we can't get these things. Because, you know, I feel there's a lot of underlying different things that go on behind the scenes that yeah. don't allow us to get into certain industries. But it would just be nice 
And I, I would love it to see some of these brothers and sisters that are making this money. But, uh, you know, I don't think the WNBA will ever get to this amount of money. No, no, but, no, no, but, no. <laughs> but create something that's legacy building in, a, in such a, a magnificent and powerful way that makes a statement. Because when you go into Vegas, man, you feel a statement. And I don't believe that you know, we have had yet to get that collaboration, you know, We've done the entertainment part, but just to be able to create those services, I'm not yeah. talking about black men and black women. You know, you'll see them plastered on all these billboards and they're coming to entertain, but they're getting paid for a service. And after that, all of that money, we gave you what you got. You ain't getting all of this hotel money because I don't think we're moving in a direction of thinking long term on something bigger and better. Yeah, I think uh, Vegas is a particular beast, but I, I do completely agree with what you're saying. Where, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, That's a good way to start off the show. Let's agree. Yeah, yeah, it happens. There's, there's a, <laughs> like that's a particular thing when you specifically address Vegas, but but by and large, that shouldn't be. The fact is that we don't have the hotel chains. That's not a Vegas issue. Um, partnering up. With, uh, you know, for, for, you know, the big, huge, the equivalence to the Hiltons, you know, a big, big, you know, hotel chain that you can do globally or, or even the venues where we do residencies. Like you go to, you know, the, these cities in, you know, Mariah's here for three months. You know, Mariah's getting her check, but we should be more implemented in, may, in you know, maybe not getting a casino because, like I said, that's particular but setting up the, these venues for, for performances and even out of cities like Vegas, you know, the, they you we are so many across the board. Yeah. And, you know, you take like a James Harden, that's 20, 228 million. There's no income tax out there. The, the taxes are different. Yeah. So. Um, so, I mean, we could set up Houston, Atlanta, yeah. Detroit, um, New York, Los Angeles, Oakland, San Francisco, yeah. the places where we're heavy. Yeah. Where we have a, a huge cultural influence as you, well as the population. Yeah. You said New York too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, we can. These are places, and the places that are failing, that 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 would be more incentive. You know, the fact of the matter is, if you go to Detroit, where uh, Chinese are buying up Detroit yeah, left, right, that. and left again, but there's a lot of black people in Detroit. Why is that not? Uh, a, a mecca for bringing back Motown yeah. and reestablishing musical venues exactly. and performances and hotels and all that stuff where we will go to see our people perform. Yeah. That should be all us. It, it kills me that when we start talking about things like this, we, the Negroes, have been so okay with the fact that we won't build it, but we for sure as hell will help maintain it and bring in the money and bring our best to these establishments so they can treat us however they want. If you don't got dollars that make sense, they're going to treat you. Because think about all the, the rules that they have and going to these venues, a lot of that. Yeah. I was reading it. My daughter, you know, she turned 21. That's the reason I was in Vegas. And Vegas is a lot different when you're not smoking, drinking, or gambling. Because I yeah. did none of that, right? So it was just a list of things that they did not want to have in their club. And that was just like basically say black folk. You cannot. Yeah. Right? So when I see these things and then when I go to like a black establishment, went to a restaurant um, in Oakland, Soul Food Spot that was open on this uh, Monday coming back. I, it was fabulous. I, I forgot the name of it, but oh man, it was, was owned by some church folks, but switched over. I think it was uh, 
uh, I forget, Lena's or something like that. But dope food. I loved walking in it and it was black. It felt black. It didn't go away from moving from black, right? Yeah. It, it, and it wasn't, and it was elegant. It was high class. It was, it was in the hood, but still it was a yeah, dope no. product, right? I don't see why we get so exhausted and just trying to move in the gauntlet of just constantly saying we're going to help build someone else's instead of building our own. So, again, we can have the choice. And that's has always been my thing. It's not racist to be like black first. It's not racist to say have your own food, have your own hospital, uh, uh, you know, have your own entertainment venues. That's yeah. not racist. It's just being smart. It's being a smart business person because we don't have those kind of functions. And if we do, please start telling us where they're at so we can start supporting them. Yeah. So so taking we're in Sacramento, California, and here we've had a couple of our prominent athletes go on to be successful, whether it be basketball, football, whatever, and come back home and want to try to establish some businesses and, and, and do some stuff here. Uh, one guy who was adopted here, he's, he's from Michigan, but, but Chris Weber yeah. played for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he adopted and loved by the city. He had a, a restaurant here for, for a few years. Yeah. And they were holding uh, live music, stand-up comedy. It was everything. Food was horrible, but yeah, the everything was great. Yeah, everything under the sun that, that, that was being done out over there in a, one of the regions of, of the outskirts of town. Any event, it was popular for a while. And then very popular. It, it started to decline. And... Primarily, the food was a factor because yep. it was a restaurant, and and once the novelty of a of a NBA, owned, you know, players restaurant started to to fade, uh, nightlife was still good though, but it wasn't. So, because I worked over there, and one of the issues that they had was that once we got over the newness of it. it, the numbers started to drop, and what it was originally trying to be more of a, a a higher end uh, in the beginning, they had to abandon that and go into, to keep the numbers up. Yeah. So where security started getting people who were not allowed in on certain nights dressed a certain way before they were allowed to they go. had to start being let in to, to, to function. And once you, you can kind of gather where it goes from okay. there, there's another gentleman, Lance Briggs played for the Chicago bears. And then also just with the Chris Weber thing, then there was a shooting as well. But that's what, that's what, what it led yeah. to. The, the, there was ultimately a shooting, um, Right at the front door, uh, and then that was a wrap. And uh, Lance Briggs had, had his his uh, barbecue spot out here. Chicago Bears player, right? Yes. Linebacker or something yes. like that. Yes, uh, linebacker went to El Grove High School. He went to Arizona, mm -hmm. and then ultimately Chicago Bears played about a decade. Yeah, he, he and uh, yeah, he teamed up with uh, Brian Erlacher out there and opened up the Double Nickel Smokehouse, yeah. number fifty five 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 Double Nickel, yeah. whatever. And smart concept. Yeah, was and, the food good over there? Once again. Uh, I guess that's to taste, but overly not. You yeah, know, I, I, not I, tried, cause I, I had some like when I say food, I had some of the appetizers, not the entree. Yeah, well, so. it wasn't the business across the board, but okay. it, but it was a host for a lot of venues. Yeah, a lot of people went out. There. And so they live music and all that stuff yeah. over there as well. Once again, the the newness of it <laughs> went away, yeah. and then it, it closed. So and they already got something on there already. It's something else now. But he's out. But why did he actually say he was leaving? Did he actually say that? What I just, I just it didn't, it didn't make sense anymore. Like the numbers were down. The it, as a business, it just didn't make and sense. And even anymore. when the nightlife looked good. Yeah, but you're talking about 
it wasn't opened as a nightclub, so it was open all day as a restaurant. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, for being open all day to being food is a primary thing to then that not being viable income is just no longer worth it. Uh, and so we start thinking about these things that we open and these businesses that we start. Uh, a, how much do we frequent them to keep them open? And, and B, how how stuck do we get? Because there's a lot of times when we have stuff that we start that we just figured it's like there's a phrase always you can be true to yourself without being glued to yourself. Yeah. Like we, we now nah, this is the way I'm gonna do it. This is the recipe. This is the way that my my grandma made catfish. This is the way my mama made catfish. This is the way I'm gonna make it. Yeah. But don't nobody like it. I don't care. And then all of a sudden people don't eat there anymore and the business closes. Yeah. Not good. You know. So there are some practices that we have that the way that we do things. And how we frequent our own businesses and how we run our own businesses that that kind of are hurting us and growing for what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, I just say I just say this just to, you know, close off to that, that topic and get into our other um, use of the day. I just believe that there has to be a point to where we jointly convert to getting ourselves together to build these economic structures that not only will sustain us, but will also entertain us and also bring value in us. Because I feel like now we're getting we're getting cheated because, you know, you can use the Negro for the entertainment purpose, but you can't have the Negro own the entertainment facility. Right. Yeah. And why I feel like that's shortchanging us, that they make the rules. and We got to play by them. And uh, and if you're not popping, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be able to say something. It was crazy because, I, you know, Vegas is a land of where people that you don't think are popping anymore are still popping. I saw Key Sweat. He had a whole two week run. It, it, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's you, a different dynamic. It's out very there. much. I mean, Carrot Top still out there doing his thing. Yeah. The the, res- residencies are, are if, if a residency. Just in case if, for some of you, it's just where you you set up shop somewhere. So like people think long once upon Barry Manilow, Tom Jones, Vegas runs, Frank Sinatra, Vegas runs, Celine Dion out there forever. Um, I mean Jennifer Lopez was out Wayne there Newton, for a Snow, while. She's still out there. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez is a residency. Britney Spears is a residency. Yeah. Boys the Men did a residency. Yeah. Now there's a lot of payday yeah, if you're still, if you're an still artist. Out there. It's a big payday if you're the artist out there performing. And that's where you when once you've established a catalog, that's your goal. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you're not you're not traveling the country anymore. You yeah, just get to you sit are, down you, somewhere. You, you can travel and you can sit down and be good. Yeah, you just and you people appreciate you more on that stage. Yeah, compared to having to worry about selling out uh, uh, a thirty thousand seating venue. Yeah, compared to just having it a little bit smaller. People really want to see you. Really controlled. You've got your own stage oh, done up. And, and, and then you walk in and you still feel like you're that celebrity. Yeah. That was that celebrity before when he was having those hits and doing your thing, even though J-Lo is making money on TV. So there's some people that are just greedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's like, some yeah. people that just... Well, Mariah. When Mariah oh, was out man. there, I mean, she was, she had hits all on the radio and when she was posted about there. But in any event, I get what you're saying. Like the, the idea of we'll come out there and... We'll, we'll 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 make the money on the court, but we're not owning the team. Listen, we'll be on, we'll perform on the stage, but we don't own the venue. Listen, you know we we're we're all over your TV screen, but we don't own the film company that 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 that's got us on. Listen, or the station that you're watching. Listen, 
You know, balance so, it out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we got to be on on the systemic side, and I think part of that goes into not necessarily just thought process like we just refuse to listen or refuse to do right. I think a lot of it is in the the, the raising up part, like the stuff that we're taught how we're supposed to behave. You know, because I, I I mean some of it is that once you're grown and somebody's telling you this is what we got to do to be better, but if somebody's telling you at 45 this is what we need to do to be different. But you were raised up in a household for 20 years being told something completely different. It's hard to deprogram from poor teaching. So I I think so when we look at, you know, systemically our our households, the lessons that we're taught, the way that we're we're set up to do stuff, what we're trusted in, what what we believe and how we believe things work and, you know, the systems that we trust. A lot of it isn't necessarily ignorance. It's just very good programming. Oh, excellent program. Excellent program. <laughs> excellent programming. I just had a conversation with a friend. And there I said, well, your two kids are going to be gone to college now. What are you going to do with yourself? First yeah. thing she said empty is, nest. I'm going to, yeah, definitely empty nest. I'm going to go back to school. And, you know, Normal she's, response. A little, she's, she's a little older. She gained, she's got some weight on her. Yeah. I mean, she may be able to pick up a guy or not. I don't know. But when she don't have that established, she doesn't have an established boyfriend. Uh, you know, she's not close to getting a husband. Yeah. And the fact that she's focused so much on her girls, which is awesome, which is great, I think she hasn't had time to focus on herself. One thing when I did when I was parenting, and I still, you know, and now I, people will say, well, you still are a parent. Your daughter just turned 21. It's different. Though. I'm not. I'm an advisor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The parenting thing is I've, I've done that. Now I advise because, you know, you're going to make your own mistakes, going to make your own decisions. But let me help advise you. If you do it right, that's how it's supposed that's to be. That's when let me advise you certain things. Right. So I'm the advisor. I was already setting up life after my daughter. Yeah. Right. In between the time of being a father, being a parent, the setup was all. I'm going to have this moment with you, but I'm also going to have my life as well. Yeah. So it was a good setup. So as she graduated, it wasn't like, what am I going to do with myself? It was like, yo, this stuff is moving and rocking, and I can probably do a lot more that I don't have those particulars. And you have particulars when you're dealing with your child in school. Pick yeah. them up, um, activities, all these different things. So when she sat there and says, well, I'm going back to school. I want to get a title by my name. I felt like, is that what Negroes all want to do? Want to get a title, whether it's in the front or in the back, to make them feel that there's someone because they don't find a purpose and something in life. And what I said to her, and she might have been offended, and it's not knocking school because I always advocate school for young people and school for anybody of yeah. knowledge. But when we go thinking as school as individual, that's when I feel that the issue lies with our folks because school as individuals helps nobody. School as a collective, and when I mean collective, collective thought, and I'm going to go to school because I want to do this. Now, I know when you're going to school for certain degrees, certain licenses, that's important. But a lot of times, individuals go to school just to say, white man, this is how much you have to pay me. And now I will get this pay, and I will aimlessly walk and just become a robot. Not like, I got this. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to help create and establish. 
we don't have a idea of going to school because there's so many Negroes that go to school, but black women are the people that go to school more often than anyone, right? Well, the highest earning advanced degrees. Degrees, okay. So the highest earning no one has, degrees. No one gets more advanced degrees than black and women in America. with all these advanced degrees, the Negroes still uneducated. You know what I'm saying? And when we go back to talking about the things that we're setting up, people probably say, well, Barry, why are you talking about casinos? I don't care about if it's a casino or it's a hotel. I don't even give a damn if it's, um, you know, setting up some freaking marijuana dispensaries. I'm just saying for us on a whole, get in the game. What that means is don't just go to school for you. Go to school thinking, like, how am I going to shape and build my community? That's sometimes when we get fed these different things. We're fed, go to school, your life is going to be better. I don't believe in that because you can go to school and you're still going to be broke. When you start creating, using your creative juices in your mind and start building, I feel like there's so much more purpose in that. I just don't want people just to go to school just to sit there and feel like this is an easy way in and it's going to be very comfortable for you. Yeah, if you if, uh, say if you take um, Indian culture, like um, dot not feather, and, and a lot of them come. Oh, wait, 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 say that again. Indian. Yeah, I hadn't heard that part. Would you just dot say? not feather? Did you date an Indian girl or something? Not before. Okay. So but she but it, you that? no no no. As a for, well, because some people some people think Indian, they think Native American. Yeah yeah yeah. I know yeah, what you're so, about. That's all. Just clarification. Had a few of them in my day. Uh, and so, but it, within that culture, when a lot of them come over as immigrants, they're told be a doctor. Like you, if you're going, you you're going to go to school and you're going to be a doctor. Mm. You're going to be an Im- engineer. Like. It's not a discussion between the parents and the child like this is what you're going to go to school for. You're going to go to school to be a doctor, to be a successful doctor, that you can make money to support the family, that you have something that's a viable uh, trade that you can do anywhere. You can be a doctor here in America. You can go back home and, and be one. That's what you're going to school for, to be an engineer for that purpose, to be a hell an accountant for that purpose. Mm-hmm. We go to school. For humanities, yeah. we go to school and come out with a communications degree, yeah. and still don't know how to talk to one another. You know, we 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 <laughs> we, we come back with a degree in, in, in African American studies and don't know how to to, to apply group economics, Not community building, interactions, sustaining healthy relationships within our family structure and a neighborhood. Like like we get degrees and stuff that have no, no. real world repercussions or applications once we get out of school. No impact. So not, we, there's not a thousand Negroes going to school for engineering. Yeah. So it, it so the idea of if you're going to school and I'm right there with you, it's not knocking about going to school. If you're saying I, you know, if you're going because the job you want, a degree in this field will pay you more. Yeah. I get it. But if that's your only thought process for it, it might be something to really look at. Because if you're saying, okay, well, a degree in this field, I'll make $10,000 a year more Mm -hmm. at this particular job. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anything happens to that job, what does that degree do for you? Or are you just looking for that job in another building? Yeah. Like, and and is any of that impacting where you come from or where you live? Yeah. And, And if you keep coming back with no's, like it's not impacting my community. It's not transferable. Mm-hmm. It's not something that uh, it's not in a field that I can take what I learn and come home with it, teaching my kids or my neighbors, my family and improve the conditions that way. Uh, that's where the individual shines with the community who struggles. Yeah, definitely.
I definitely, I, I mean, I totally agree. And like I said, again, it's not knocking people going to school. I don't want to say, yeah. believe me, go. But I think we need to start getting up to that point in our minds that we start thinking really how are we going to benefit with every that person going to school? How does it benefit the community? That's what I'm saying. Are we getting engineers that can now go and talk to a guy like James Harden and say, hey, bro, I know you got this money and here I am, an engineer. I got this investment idea. I got this plan. We can build these apartments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or not a strip club, but these apartments and we can do an apartment here. We can do an apartment there. And, well, we can deal with these these landowners. We can buy this land and we yeah. can create a supermarket. It was the saddest thing. I'm in Vegas. The supermarket that was black owned, that had a nice black restaurant in it. Now it no longer is black owned, but black folk are still running it. Yeah. So these kind of things like we got to sustain. I shouldn't be overjoyed when I find a black restaurant. And thank God I went and found a black restaurant in Oakland. And I was so excited about it because it was not only a black restaurant that looked the part, but it was a black restaurant that tasted the part. And that's great for me. So I think that sometimes we have to start looking at group economics and group ideas instead of individual economics and individual ideas of what is it doing for me, not what is it doing for our people. Exactly, because if, if we're looking at the, the, like I said, the thought process that we're taught, I remember being a kid being told you, you go to school and from some way magically going to school would translate to a good job. Yeah. Um, there was no eight, there was no real definition of how, but that's what, what was told. Go to school, you get a good job, you get married, have kids, and you die. Um, but when it comes to, to taking learning what we, we uh, do in school and learning whatever you, you study, w- thinking about what's told to us uh, uh, and, and looking at is it real? You know, looking at is this just something that somebody's been telling us because that's what their dad or mom told them because that's what somebody told them. But is it stuff that we can really apply? Because we have a lot of narratives, a lot of systems that we just buy into, like the educational system, we just blindly buy into it because somebody told us that. You know, there's a lot of systems that we buy into, like we buy into church. And what I mean by that, not Jesus, to, not to disrespect everybody's faith, but we have the same, the same mentality in the sense of walking by faith. Hallelujah. You're going to go to school and by faith that education you get in college is going to translate into a sustainable, viable, prosperous profession. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll go into well, this system here, the hospital, the medical field. Yeah. That doctor wouldn't give me pills for me or my baby or my grandma that would hurt us. Yeah. You know, I'm just trusting what this doctor tells me that I'm supposed to put in my body is in my best interest. I trust that what the what the grocery store says is in this package I bought is 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 good for me because they put it in the aisle where they put the goods for me aisle and stuff put, is that and put organic on yeah it. you know we we trust and buy into a bunch of systems like we look at, at at our our faith and we just we don't look for facts we don't look for details we don't look for we don't examine it we just go with what we're told and then we seem to be surprised when the outcome isn't what somebody told us it was going to be and i think we still also uh, trust in that one system that you forgot to mention we, I think we have a, a, it's a half and half, the law enforcement. Okay. Uh, the system of law enforcement. Now, I don't, I don't know how much of that we trust in. I don't know. I think we're the victim to, of and that we're forced to deal with. Okay, so let's. But I don't think too many of us. Okay, so let me back it up. 
we probably out of all the systems that we uh, trust, that's probably the least one. We yeah, trust. yeah. We we I don't think any of us goes into thinking that we're getting a fair shake with the judicial system or the law enforcement uh, side of the game. I think we trust that going to, if you send your baby off to college that your baby's going to come home in a position to prosper. If you trust when your baby or you are going to church miracles are about to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are things that we just and that's faith. Yeah. Like we don't have to have, you know, a well-structured out plan. No. We just we just just show up. Show up on Sunday. <laughs> just read show up. Yeah. Read a, read the textbook, read the Bible, yeah. read the package on the side of the food. Uh, there's certain things we just we just buy into and we just get. So I think so maybe saying something too. The fact is, is there's a lot of things that go on where wrong people are doing wrong things. But I think there's a high percentage of good people who are just teaching the wrong things. You know, where it's, it's not a malicious situation. It's not a that I don't think grandma's got bad intentions in some ways or mom's got bad intentions. I think mom may have good intentions, but it's just spouting bad ideas. I think it's almost a sense of questioning who made you to believe that to be true. Like, yeah. you know, like challenging that. Like, what made it? Was it really you? Because we all get into moments, because I was in the moment as well, that when I was down and out, I grabbed the Bible, ran the church, and I felt like this was going to change my life. It didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It actually kind of took me past it and kind of was like uh, and actually dated a little church girl and you know we was planning our lives together and it was going to be me her and everything was going to be good and next thing you know she's uh, uh you know dogging me because i don't know all the the, the bible verses and yeah. i was an equally yoked in jesus and it was like okay you know what and then it was like the testimonies that I had, I'm trying to give it to the youth pastor, and he's passing the ball because he'd rather deal with a con artist that I told him was a con artist. Yeah. So it was almost like, okay, I finally came to the conclusion, why am I participating in something that I don't truly even believe in? And why am I investing in something that I know and I feel in my heart of heart that my investment ain't real? That kind of moment isn't discrediting what we feel is a higher power or if there was something greater than self, that's just saying, if it just doesn't fit, don't buy it and don't wear it. And that's what I had to do with myself. Yeah. And when you see systems constantly showing you something totally different or actually meeting the expectations of your thought, but you've said it to so many people and they look at you like you crazy, like, what the hell are you talking about, right? And, and, I, and I say that when we look at this case, 20 years we, we we had 20 years ago we had well 20 years ago and 19 years ago we had two of the most phenomenal artists that passed Tupac yeah. and Biggie right yeah and when you get the details of the case you just look at it from our perspective of the East Coast um, West Coast war that was media hype and the bad boy death row conflict you look at it their deaths and you're saying that well they both one got each other before each other and no one retaliating on the other, right? Okay. But then you, you you look at it on a deeper perspective, you start pinning and, and checking dots and, and, and connections and uh, conspiracy theories and you look at this way, even like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that these police officers and these uh, 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 corrupted uh, unit of police men and women had something to do 
with these murders that we haven't solved for 20 to 19 years. And then it goes to you also saying to yourself like, well, damn, with places like Chicago, you have all of this murder, 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 and half of this stuff ain't being solved. And yeah. you start asking yourself, is the corruption centered on just the people losing their mind or is also the corruption centered on individuals who are supposed to protect and serve creating some of the narrative? And that goes into the fact of believing in systems that where you think that that these officers or individuals that take this oath would not be as corrupt. But when you look at it and I bring this up because uh, two of the uh, two of the, the, the father and son combination the rights, senior and junior, they were traced back to being a part of this big drug conspiracy in the Midwest. Yeah. Right? And now the linking of that and the Tupac and the Biggie murder, it's all kind of coming out into like pointing fingers okay. into that idea. So so I and keeping with that and, and keeping it so for someone who, who thinks that these things don't happen or for somebody who believes that they do, like yeah. like to put it in, in, in a frame. So let's keep it. Let's just keep it LAPD because that's where uh, the, the, a lot of that stuff was coming out of the, the, the two guys, the, the right associated with Suge Knight back when he was running death row and all that. And to put it in proper in, in a different kind of context. So during the Reagan administration, the Iran Contra you issue. Go all the way there, huh? No, no, because these these are all these are real close together. Because we're talking about the eighties, and so with with the use of freeway, Rick Ross, and all that stuff, running all the drugs with the help of the LAPD through the streets of Los Angeles, which went right up to the Rodney King beat <laughs> with with the LAPD, where which then went up to the OJ trial. Uh -huh. With the, the, the tampering and, and the racial slurs of the police officers, which then went up to the, the case that you're referring to with Biggie being shot out there in L.A. and all the death row stuff where the police department w was involved. So uh, you're talking about in a 10 to 12 year time period, this one particular department was involved in some of the, the biggest like domestic issues of corruption that that led and sparked to to protest the riots in L.A. Um, a lot of the issues, you know, there's laws on the books based upon the O.J. trial, you know, <laughs> like because uh, like they make sure we ain't ever gonna go down that road again. Well, a lot of that stuff is based and rooted in the corruption of the police department of one particular. Just you were just talking about one department. So if you're looking, if you're the type of person who just believes in a system, and you just believe that something is the way it is. It's this is where you have to start questioning and checking your belief system. If you're sitting there saying, oh, well, the police department wouldn't do that or they protect and serve or the, if you're where now the narrative is, if he got shot, he must have resisted. Mm. He must not have complied. He must have done something. Uh -huh. We're showing you patterns of behavior that date back 20, 30 years of these types of practices. Like, so if you're just saying that if your open belief system is these things would never happen, what are you basing that off of? Yeah. You know, so the people who think that, you know, uh, the education system is where you should send your kids to get the best, you know, experience that they can have to be the best people. Send them to school. That, that's where it's supposed to be at. And they'll be fine in school. Yeah. And then you keep hearing about teachers having sex, sex with all the students. <laughs> Man. You know, you keep hearing about, you know, um, unsupervised facilities where students are having sex with each other. Yes. You know, uh, the, 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 the 
the hustle to the standardized testing. Yes. You know, where they're expelling your kids and sending your kids to other schools and other districts because their test scores are low. Yes. And that offsets the curve for not only that school, but for the district. And that affects funding. Yeah. You know, these are all systemic hustles. So if you're saying, you know, I'm just going to blindly believe this because grandma told me or daddy told me, how much checking of our belief system do we actually do? I don't think we do it enough. And that's the problem when we always detail every thought of, nah, that couldn't happen. Why can't it? You tell lies, right? Yeah. I've told lies. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that means that they won't. <laughs> it just kind of no. like to me. So we are human and we're built with fault. Yes. We are human and we're created with mistakes. And what I know with man Give a little bit of power to any man. The bottom line comes in that with power, a lot of power comes corruption. And if there is something at stake like money, yeah, like more power, like influence. And we've talked about it before, you know, resources and access yeah. and power. An individual to gain that to be ahead of the curve. To be the big lion in the jungle, yeah. they'll do anything. They'll sell out their mother if they have to. And at the same time, the beauty about the trust factor. We talked about all of these systems, right? All of these systems are based on one thing, trust. Yeah. They have created this idea that these things, you go to the church, you're feeling that that reverend, you can do what? You can trust You can trust him. You go to that school. Trust in he. <laughs> exactly. You go to that school. You see that teacher. You believe that teacher. You could trust him. Same with police officers. Not too much for the black community. Yeah. But when you looked there and we talked about it and we was going through to figure out how we're going to angle the show, you told me, he's like, bro, here's a statistic for black. Break that statistic yeah. down, you said. Uh, so a poll that was done, ironically enough, we're still talking about the LAPD. Okay. We're still talking in this. In this. So, so keep this in mind. This poll was just done two months ago. Oh. This is after the, the issues with, with talk, addressing during the Reagan administration, oh. addressing the Rodney King beating, addressing the issue, Mark Furman and, yeah. and the tampering of OJ, addressing oh. all this, so, Christopher Dormer and all, all the, we're still talking about all this is all the it's same dumb. department. So we're not, they're not going nationwide. So people who live in this same area where all of this corruption has happened over the last 20 years, 69% uh, of, of white people polled said that they trust the LAPD to do the right thing. 69% of Asians said that they trust the, the LAPD to do the right thing. 54% uh, of Latinos said that they trust the police department to do the right thing. What's wrong with 39% of black people <laughs> trusted that if, 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 if it all goes down, if it's got to be a judgment call, yeah. you know, I, I'm not putting my money on on the LAPD. And with those statistics, these things should scare you. Because for anybody that doesn't know this story, like please go and do the research. You you do the timeline and the multiple people that um, have been killed. Multiple matter of fact there was um, the sheriff, the former sheriff that was investigating this and he kinda had like the excuse me, the detective he kind of had that big, here's how this whole thing's laid out, yeah. connect the dots. And he had a meeting with some of the sheriffs, and he had a heart attack during the meeting. Yeah, It's like, 
how's that happen, right? Like that judge you just found washed up in in, in the and out there in the Hudson. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, and, 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 yeah. and then I think sometimes they put these shows out here, these sitcoms like X Files or you know um, Law and Order, and some of these stories you think like, come on, man, this is this is no way. But then if you're a person that watch um, ID like me, you watch those ID shows and you start seeing. These real life episodes that is reality that have happened that are cases that are documented, yeah. right? And you see, well, that's not too far off from what the sitcom is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the diversion of trying to make you think, ah, it's too Hollywood. No, 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 no. It's not. Because when you look at the basis of, first of all, why uh, the henchmen were created, being slave catchers, and then when you look at that there's never been a situation to where corruption has just crippled a police agency to the point where they probably had to shut it down. Maybe a smaller unit, but not to the point where there's like, okay, San Francisco PD, you guys are so corrupt, we're about to shut it down, and we're going to bring a whole new line. Yeah, yeah, they don't that, do that. That's never happened. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, well, yeah... Here's the story, because the story of these guys, whether it's former law officers or current, first of all, being involved in gangs, secondly, being a part of a, a, a drug cartel and, and drug trafficking, yeah. right, from, from state to state, how that doesn't make national news, it's kind of still buried underground, how when these police officers in the Bay Area was taking this young adolescent girl who was prostituting and just had their way with them. That to me, it it, 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 it it makes me shake my head on why do we play into systems that don't have any function in truth, integrity, or transparency that just because it's put there out there for us to say, hey, we are here to protect and serve. Hey, you should respect us. We're supposed to respect them when you give them that much power. They utilize it. They duplicate corruption from state to state. And they run with immunity because no one's really looking at them. And when you bring up conspiracy, see, the thing about it, when you talk about police brutality, you talk about police terror, you talk about corruption, they look at you like you're crazy. Like there's no way they can get away with this. There are some good police officers. You hear yeah, that. Yeah. When you hear about politicians, like, nah, he couldn't have done that. He is our president. He would never do that. He's a man. He's a woman. He bleeds just like you. He wakes up in the morning just like you. He gets coffee just like you. He might even smoke a cigarette just like you. Like, he gets horny. She gets horny just like you. Why do we always try to channel that certain pe people are just more perfect or just more uh, stable and have more discipline than others? When in reality, it's a lot harder, I believe, to be disciplined when you have a lot of money and to be disciplined when you have that much power to not be corrupt. Okay, so I think that so if, if we're looking at the this is why I say some of it is not an issue of uh, ignorance as it is a belief in misteachings. So going with exactly with what you said. So it, 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 in conjunction with all the, those accounts over the last 20 some odd years of, of corruption. This is a capitalist society. Yeah. And why that is so important and, and it constantly gets, you know, brought up is that means everything is moving for the dollar. 
Like the, the dollar is the base point of everything. So in the poll, when they were talking about, um, you know, with different races that trust the police department, that was a breakdown by race. There was a second breakdown by class where they were saying, you know, when they then started breaking things down by your demographic, where, you know, higher income, where people were saying that uh, 69% trusted the police, whereas middle class, it was 61%, where then when you got to uh, lower economic areas, around 49%. You know, so what that means is, is that the, the experience you have when you have money is much truer to the system that you've been spoken about. So the educational system in an area where you have money and you have resources, that educational system is going to serve you better than a place where you don't. Yeah. The law enforcement agency, it's not where you where they are. Like if you take one county, the money that's spent from a specific area is different than on this side of town to that side of town. Most definitely. So if this side of town has money, privilege, influence, resources, access, their experience with an officer is going to be completely different than your broke ass on the other side of the, of, of the road. It ain't going to be a fair shot. No. So when it comes to, you know, who do you believe in, who do you trust? I think the issue is where we're at. I said, we don't teach how the system works properly. We teach to have faith in the sense of, well, in this scenario, this can happen for you. True. Yeah. But I'm not in that position. Yes, sir. If, um, if you're not in that upper echelon tax bracket being told. Just doing A, B, and C will not get you to D based upon where you are. We have to be real about the situation that we're in. Learn how these systems actually work. If we're going to schools and we're getting these advanced degrees, are we getting these sociology degrees? Are we learning about law? Are we learning about the proper way to think how the system works, the actual breakdown of economics? And then are we taking that information to come back to where we came from and schooling folks how it really works? Not just turning our nose up at people who don't know correctly, Yeah, which is what a lot of us do. We go off to school and get a degree and then come back thinking we're better than the people we left. Yeah, And then there's no conversation there. Not at all. Uh, ain't nobody trying to hear you when it's big me, little you. No. That and, I, and, and, and that's why I cannot stand those systems. That's why I don't like when individuals don't think out the box. Like, why don't you think that police officer could be corrupt? Why don't you think that that teacher that's teaching all these 15 year old girls that are walking with their their springy chest out and moving in their body and their shape like why don't you think that that possibility he might be it all creeping? beyond reproach you know ain't nobody already like, got an r kelly on, in like it, it's just it's just a simple fact that how do you move and operate when the lights are off and when no one is watching you you know what i mean yeah and when i hear like corruption like this and it's not just because i'm a fan of the two guys that lost their life and a lot of it probably could have been prevented. And there's so many different, um, you know, connecting. Of yeah, there's a that, lot of layers. There's a to, lot of layers, layers to, to this whole situation. And then it's also like guys like, you know, P Diddy, who's benefited off, I think, the whole thing. Yeah. That his hands ain't, his hands ain't all clean in it. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, who wants to even bring that up? Because what we want to believe in is what he's always sold us. See, it's, my it's, best friend and, and this is that. Not only the best and, friend thing. He is always sold that happy. I'm the dancer. I'm this just a playboy. I'm not gangster. Yeah. Your daddy was a gangster. So just because you might not have been on the street like your daddy, 
we've all got a little bit of our parent in us somewhere somehow. And 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 just put with that is everyone that was one degree of separation from him. So if you go back to Big, Big was a you know Big wasn't a hardcore street no, dude. He just sold drugs. Well, because he was young. Yeah. And, and, and so he was really similar to Cube. He had a really good storytelling yeah. ability, but he wasn't out there like that. Uh, Mace, before he found the church and before he was Mace, was Murder Mace. Yeah. Was his name when he came out. Yeah. Mur- Mace had some street ties. Yeah. Uh, Loon that he came out with, Loon is in prison. Yeah. G Depp is yeah. doing life. Shine went to prison on, on the gun tote charge. Uh, there's a lot of dudes that he was like. Where's Total? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Daddy Kane? That's a little different. That's, that's, Where's Making the Band Number One? That Day Twenty Six and all yeah. that. That's a little on the exploitation side again. We don't want to go on the because we can do a whole show on yeah, Puff Daddy. Yeah, yeah. But what my just, point, yeah, my point was, is that. Um, it's one thing if you're saying that this is your image of, of who you say you are, yeah. but then I have to look at everybody that's around exactly. you. Exactly. And I'm, I have to believe more of what I see you surround yourself with yes. as opposed to what you tell me you are. But I think that a lot of that goes into um, the systems that we buy into and that we believe that that a big part of it is we have to start questioning this stuff. And, and we have to. And understand, it, principle number one, if you're looking at any system that goes through the United States of America, you gotta, it, the money is first. And if you're thinking, why would my doctor prescribe something for my grandma and my kids that's not in their best interest? For money. Yeah. Why would you know <laughs> law enforcement be involved in corruption and crime when it's supposed to be their job to, to, to curve it? For okay. money. Why would... People, uh, you know, kick old folks out of their homes that they lived in for 30 years because somebody wants to move in and change the the local liquor store to to a dog grooming business for, for money. For money, like everything that we do in the United States it's based it, is money. based upon it, that. If you never get anything else that in a capitalist society, everything is about the dollar. So if your belief system, whether it be the church. Why is the church not involved in these social issues? Because after they changed the law where the state could kick down the church, there wasn't. There's a separation of church and state in school. There's a separation of church and state uh, in so many aspects of life, except for money. Once the federal government was allowed to kick churches back, kick them down. uh, All that mess was out the window. That's why churches don't get involved in social issues like that anymore. And I've witnessed it. From my brother, that is one of my warriors I get down with, as soon as he started shaking and saying certain things about certain people in a certain agency that was funding certain things, Mm -hmm. all that got cut. Yeah. All of that stopped. And it's just like, wow, (laughs) this is this is really it's really not a game. man. Best thing I heard. So the, the faith based initiative. That that that's where the, the the basis of where the money gets kicked down from. Uh, somebody has said, it, and I thought it was a cold piece. That the reason why that the churches don't get involved and stuff like that anymore is because they're the link to the FBI. Yeah. Like that faith based initiative yeah. is, is 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 that's the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. They're not involved in stuff anymore because they're getting a check. Yeah. And they're getting the capitalist kickdown. Yeah. That's why the well, why wouldn't my church take this money and help reinvest in the community to yeah. make a better situation? Because for the money. Yeah. You know, and so when we look at these, it's not to say no one should have anything to believe in. I'm just simply saying, are what you believe what you believe or are you just repeating what your mama told you? Are you just blindly following what what daddy's been drilling in your head your whole life or that you keep seeing advertised on TV? 
you know, how many of the thoughts that we work with do we actually challenge and, and how many of them are actually ours? Well, that's why advertisement is so powerful. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most powerful drugs that we have in America. I mean, you tag in um, advertisement, capitalism, creates the money. It creates the brand. I mean, think about it. After a while, if a song is being repeated time and time and again, it doesn't even matter if you like the artist. You catch yourself seeing it. Yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, I was seeing um, Future's Mask Off. And I was singing the other Kodiak uh, Black song. Yeah. It's like... You play it long enough. Yes. I, doing radio and B, you know, DJ and stuff, whatever, you would get those things. And then like, you have to play it so many times I, and, in an hour. And... and, and I literally really didn't even like Future as an artist, and I started liking him as an artist. You know, it, this is what all these things pushed, right? So, I just want people to start realizing and understanding that there's so much more to things that we hear and see. It's just not that our communities are in ruins because a bunch of black folks decided to act bad. Yeah, there is reasons why. I've always said this: if cops really wanted to stop crime. They would stop crime. I say the one point. Did they stop the Black Panthers? Oh, yes, indeed. Case proven. Because when they want to do it. Yeah. Very efficient. It when they will want to. get done. But crime is a part of capitalism. You know, yeah. without, without crime, you don't have capitalism. So in sense, you need some crime, right? You yeah. need some crime because you got it. It's such a funnel of, of a money circuit. You know, you put some people in prison, the DA's happy, prosecutor gets some play, and then you got some Negroes and slaves yeah, getting paid. Yeah, there's a paid, lot of money. In, oh, in, man, in, getting paid a nickel a, 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 an hour or, shoot, five, what, what, a penny an hour, yeah. right? But when you're looking at it to the extent of when I, I, I was digesting all this information, I was just like, these are the reasons why we can never get ahead in our communities because you don't have people... And the right wing doing the right thing for the community. And this is the reasons why I stand in my stance, as many other black folk do, and say the whole system has to be eradicated, um, rebuilt, definitely has to be destroyed. And it can't be reformed because you reform it, you're going to have still some of those those dwellers that might have not really been in. But they had all idea and understood. And it was kind of like, well, I'm not going to be a whistleblower because I don't want to be a quote, quote, snitch. One thing I've always said, the biggest non-snitchers are the police officers. Any the people on the streets. Yeah. People on the streets are going to tell you something. They just get off. The, the police, when do they really do that? And if they do, something ends up happening. And it goes into the fact that when I, like I said, unraveled all this, we talked, isn't this probably some of the stuff Chris Donald was talking about. Like I'm finna lay a whole can of exposing these corrupt police officers until he got burned That's up. That's right, and he had to die. And well, now granted, he, you know, he he was getting his pastor 57 on when he, after he dropped all that information. But that was after his repeated request of, of going of trying to go up the proper channels. Yeah. And we realized that the level and degree of corruption was just so great that it was everywhere. And these stories, like we, it doesn't get enough of the push because there's other stories that line it. Like what I'm so frustrated about is how the freak do we talk about Black China and Rob Kardashian? First of all, ask me, answer me this one question: What the fuck does Rob Kardashian do? He's Rob's son. 
Thank you. So you talking about a former stripper who created this this crazy plot and again believe it in the system like no someone won't do that but we all believe that she would do that but why are we believing she would do that but we're not believing that corrupt will be this corrupt right yeah so here we are focusing all our energy on this these sensational stories these stories that allegedly entertain that get national news coverage yeah. Yeah. before entertainment news was entertainment news it didn't get national press. page six it yeah used and, to and be now it's right on the top of page. everybody's freaking uh, uh twitter's facebook instagrams and here we have a big bust that could create a change in what we see in law enforcement but also can solve murders of tupac and Biggie, 20 and 19 years, that all of people have had conspiracy after conspiracy, and it could possibly be all connected if they do it the right way. Because I've also heard that your boy Big Suge, he's trying to get out of that prison, man. Yeah, Suge, he's ready to snitch on, on everybody, <laughs> and Suge going to roll over. I, I mean, this but, is going to be awesome when he does it, man. Can you but, imagine that book, uh, that story? Very easily. And, and so when we start talking about these things that we have to have, that we have to be mindful of, not just following something because we've been told something. These systems need to be, these ideas in these systems need to be challenged. The reality is, is in order for these systems to start over, it will have to be at the expense of this nation. So if that does not happen, there has to be a shift in the belief system to the systems. Understanding that uh, you are treated differently based upon where you are in the financial pecking order. Yeah, understand that, that. that understanding that money is what makes this this thing move. And if you don't have any, and that's why it's so important, the basis of group economics and, and working together and institution building, you know, schools, banking, all that sort of stuff, an infrastructure that you can we can participate yes. in, in the way that the machine works, because those other groups vote differently based upon their economic situation. And that if. We're not a viable source of income, meaning we we're quick to say that, oh, man, my, my, my taxes pay that cop's salary. Yeah, but you pay the least amount of taxes amongst anybody. Man. So if I'm going to go, who, who do I care more about? Yeah, you pay. man. I, yeah, collectively, OK, y'all pay the hundred thousand dollars worth of taxes for where you guys make. They paid ten point four million in taxes. If I got to choose who I'm siding with. It's them all day, every day, even if they're a thousand percent in the wrong. You know, that that's the type of mentality that we have to address how stuff really works about getting out of just our feelings about things, understanding how they really move, how they really operate, how they really get down and and not being afraid to say something. Yeah. I mean, you have to say something. You have to sit there and look at it for what it is and what you said about that being um, with the groups and the economics. Yeah. The reason why we get played because we're not even on the playing field. Yeah. The reason why we can have black police officers, and that's one thing about it. I'm not talking about white police officers. I'm sure they're involved. Yeah. But we're talking about some of these guys with black police officers. When people talk about that narrative, we need more black cops. For what? They're just as corrupt, if not more corrupt, than the white cops. Because they're really going to push it to us because they see this as, ha, 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 ha. This is the way I really get on the ball because who's going to report it? I could be as corrupt 
and I can sit there and move and dance the way I want to with these Negroes because these Negroes have a cold. So who's going to really believe that me, a black cop, the cop that's supposed to be the one who comes in a community and makes the community feel at ease because I'm black, yeah. is going to be corrupt. So when we look at where we're at in this moment, us denying the, the ability to create and build infrastructures that are sustainable us continuing to wave away from us saying ownership and building a ground that has some substance and also has some viability and some buy-in. Not the fact that we have all these individual individuals, Oprah's, these Michaels, yeah. LeBron's, these uh, Curry's. It's awesome. But once we have spearheaded certain things that can create mass that's when the respect level goes up and we're not going to get these situations happening. And when we can go into our own communities and say, to hell with it, we can just clean this whole shit up ourselves. That's where you start to see the change for real. It it doesn't matter the color of your assailant uh, because the only color that they recognize is green. And if you don't have any, uh, they don't care. So these are things that we have to become mindful of, being aware of, not just following stuff because grandma said that's what we're supposed to do. That we actually have to be dialed in on how to make a change and understand how this system really works. And not only being active about being driven, being focused and doing something, but teaching and schooling each other and this next generation coming up. And that only happens when you say something. Say something. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axius. B-E-R-R-Y-A-C-C-I-U-S. The Facebook, Twitter, Barry Axius. Same thing. Instagram at Team Void, Black Blueprints with a Z dot com. Get your items, get your gear, get fitted up. Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at J Morris CEO. This has been the Say Something Podcast. And until next show, yes, sir. We will holler at you later. <laughs>